Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Good to be here. Wonderful Wednesday, Wednesday, Wisdom Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday. (laughs) If you're new to the program, um, just consider you're in the right place, right where you need to be, right here, right now. I am Michelle Mache. Um, all day today I have been. <laughs> Welcome everyone in the chat room, also known as the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room. Um, my cohorts, co-hosts, co-pilots, and sound engineers there keep me grounded and aligned. Great group of people connecting in the chat. Welcome to everyone listening by phone. If you, and if you have a question or a comment or you'd like a reading, you can call in at 347-539-5122. And if you are in the phone lines and um, in the queue, press 1 so that I know that you want to um, chat. Do you want to get on air? Yeah, Tamara, refresh. Michelle is live. Woo-hoo. Yes, yes, we are. Oh, my God, I've been looking so forward to today's uh, show. Ah. Oh. So much going on. Um, I am. I got a lot of emails and Facebook messages about um, bringing high fives, uh, high vibes back, which we did uh, start in August, September. I this month I am bringing back uh, liberate, liberate your life, uh, releasing that core wounding and core belief. And there's only one wounding, one belief, release, gone, done, done, done forever. You will. Um, have that awareness of what that belief is and what that wounding is. And we do deep regression work to get to that. This is why it's so insidious, so difficult to find. I've been doing a lot of research on this since the mid-90s and um, with regression, past life regression, all, all kinds of shamanic work, all kinds of soul retrieval. This is why I developed the five-step emotional clearing process, which is still amazing, still great to do, especially if you get triggered. However, once you figure out what this whole wound is, what this wounding is, and it's at such an early age, this is why we do deep regression um, and interplane work on it, and the belief, you see what you've created or co-created in your life um, and why. And right now it's just time to play a different game. It's a bigger game, living less from the wounding and more from the soul. And so that's why I'm really kind of, pushing the center court um, with a lot of su- support right now. And um, also I will be bringing back um, becoming a channel. A lot of you asked that you wanted to um, have an ongoing, at least for a few sessions, fellow workshop sessions. All these are ongoing programs. Um, with the Liberate Your Life, we meet twice, I believe, yeah, twice or three times. And then uh, there's, growth work, there's things that I give in between. And I do it this way because it's just easier than just doing one workshop. You get blown out. The support is so important. Like High Vibes is going on for three months. We meet three times. 
and I do email coaching. Um, Deliberate Your Life, you will have uh, coaching sessions, and then becoming an open channel, reinforcing your intuition and becoming an open channel. So we're going to work with people's intuition. We actually do readings in the teleworkshop, and then I'm also doing a mini coaching phone session. So a lot of support. I love doing it. I believe in it. Thank you, Tamara. Tamara put the link in the chat. Uh, you can go to Eventbrite uh, for either of them, or you can go to soulplayground.life uh, for more information, and then just go to events. Um, what does it say? Happenings, events, and happenings, and both of them are there. So I will continue this into at least the beginning of the year, right when we start again with our, our in January, our, our first eclipse. So there's a theme of what we're what we're doing, and I'm going through it too, everyone. You know, <laughs> some of this is like, okay, if I'm going through this and I've got this great technology or this is helping me, I want to share it. And many of you know me. You watch my posts. Those of you that follow my blog on soulplayground.life, um, I kind of I'm like a little buoy. I bounce, I flow with things and bounce with things. This has been a really, really tough transition. This has been. With the eclipses, the retrogrades, just the aspects that are happening. I've got a lot of earth in my chart, a lot of fire, uh, some air, some a lot of Aquarius energy. So it's Leo Aquarius. I'm really hit. And one of the things, if if you follow me on Facebook, connect with me on Facebook, I did do a post this morning about surprise yourself that we're at a crossroads, a turning point. And one of the best things you can do right now is find ways to really move out of your comfort zone into the growth zone and to do some things that you either have been wanting to do. You know, this is why I love working with groups and small groups so much is because we really not only anchor the energy, but we support each other with the intention of what we want and call it in. That's the whole thing. It's learning how to do that so that you're living more and more by calling in your experiences, drawing in your experiences, and practicing this. If you follow my blog, I, my, my last post, which I, I suggested, you know, if you haven't read it, read it, because I talk about how right now we really need to be a bit of a Houdini, you know, a magician. You need to be a little bit of a magician and, and an artist and a, and a bit of Buddha. So it's an interesting combination when you're becoming – spirit-led, you're following the spiritual energy, the nudges, the openings. You're becoming more connected to the subtle energy. And so you're understanding that the map is within you. You know, it's ever unfolding. You ask for the signs and the signs are there. You feel something. You get confirmation. And soul-fueled, why do I call it soul-fueled? It's because you're getting your fuel, your passion from your soul, not so much from your ego. The passion or the fuel what causes us to live? What causes us to get up in the morning? Desire. If you don't have desires, you're not going to get up. Whether it's feeding a family or I got to make my ends meet or I want to get ahead or I'm an artist, I want to make this great painting or sculpture or I want to make this great jewelry. There's a desire not to just be something because you already are something. You're, you're a spiritual being. We're all spirit or consciousness made manifest spirit in a physical form, you know, that has a soul. The soul is the blueprint. 
So the more you can get up with your desires, your needs, you're coming more from the soul, the more you're living authentically. The more this is this great unfolding. And to, to let yourself be cradled into that divine mother, father, into the existence of the all that is, into the earth, let it carry you, let it carry you. You know, a great friend of mine was saying the other day, and I think I might have mentioned it, but the same energy that shocks you, that brings you down, that brings the loss, that holds you back, it's all the same energy. It's the same energy that lifts you up and carries you. So what part of us gets, you know, blocked or held back is simply the ego. It's simply... It's almost like think of yourself with clay or let's say Play-Doh, you know, and, and you've got this ball, this ball of clay, right? And you're molding it. Well, while you're molding it, it seems like it's nothing, but it still is clay. And maybe you mold it into a certain shape, and then before you fire it or put it in the oven or whatever, leave it outside to bake, you decide to change the shape or you decide to refine it or adjust it. You know, I remember when I was taking pottery uh, classes. I would change my mind so much. I'd start out with one thing, and oh, I don't know if I want to make that. It's still the same clay. So it's still the same spiritual energy. It just depends on how we want to use it or align to it. This morning, I was doing a check-in with my High Vibes group, the one that's doing the teleworkshop program, and you know, I was bringing this up to them: is you know, look and see where do you you know the where are you going? And also that the more that we live empowered, the more we are empowering others. We don't even have, some of you want to do it, you know, more overtly, you know, you're saying I'm a teacher, I'm a, I'm a healer, I'm a this, I'm a that. But more and more, it's more about how we live and not necessarily, especially in our personal life, trying to influence someone, trying to empower or help someone. It's just by our very being and showing up soul-fueled and spirit-led, and then that will let us know what is the right action, what is, what is the right response. So we're not, so we're not coming so much for, from conditioned responses, like this is how I need to do, this is what I need to do, um, but by what is the truth of the matter. And we can know that when we're connecting into the higher self, which I always say is that mediating intelligence from the lower or the surface mind or what we can see surfacely, what we've experienced surfacely or on the egoic level, there's an aspect of us when we expand into that aspect, it's higher frequency energy and experience and expression, we're now connecting consciously to the innate intelligence of the all that is, of the universe or universes or God, you know, whatever you want to call this energy, this, this consciousness you know, the, the formlessness. But we do need to shift out of the beta consciousness, out of the more surface or limiting consciousness, out of what we can see. Now, what you can do, and this is what I share and, and, and teach, and we, again, have the check-in on this, uh, in my uh, developing your intuition and becoming an open channel, becoming a cha- connecting to your intuition, becoming psychic, and then opening the channel. Those are three kind of levels or stages you have this dialogue with the universe where you're putting the needs and wants out the message you're asking for the guidance whether you're working with you know you're connecting to your own higher self your spirit team 
you know, your, the oversouls, however, guides, it becomes this strong relationship. But just like any relationship, it has to be nurtured. You have to commune. You have to communicate. You know, even people, even if you have friends that you don't talk to that much, let's say, however you've been friends, let's say, for years, or, you know, you've gone through, you know, tremendous things together, whether, you know, whether you deem them positive or negative, it still requires some tapping in, some connecting to keep that friendship or an email or text, something. There's something there, you know. And then you have friends, right? And I would say this is our higher self. This is spirit. You know, this is our guardian angel or angels. This is the angel. We may never or, or maybe, you know, a few times check in, but they're always there. That part of you is always there. Your higher self is always there. Just because you lose touch with it doesn't mean that it's not. By the way, I don't know if all of you, I'm still, I'm hearing, it stopped for a while. Now I'm back hearing my celestial sounds again and the ohm, and it's just amazing. The other day I was at the sink, and I was rinsing out Yoshi's little food bowl, and I heard the most amazing ohms. Oh, my gosh. It's and I'm pausing. And you know what's interesting? I was remembering, except knock on wood, I don't get headaches. Knock on wood. Rarely, rarely, rarely. I can count probably the last headache I, I don't know, I had was maybe six or eight months ago. And before that, I don't know, years. Um, but I remember years ago, somewhere around the mid-90s, I was doing this flower of essence work. I can't think of the guy's last name, Rick something, but Jessalitz, Jessalitz, anyway. Uh, one of the places, by the way, where I re-met Robert Wilkinson in Encinitas, so or Carlsbad, and um, California. And this guy remembers saying that I was going to hear that the angels were going to be visiting me, and I was going to be sometimes having to just stop or pull off the side of the road if I was driving or just walk. That hasn't happened. But walking, I'd had to just stop walking. Oh, maybe when I was in Topanga, I did pull off the side of the road. <laughs> And just and just listen. And I feel like I'm getting this major attunement. And I've been seeing, I always forever, since the, the late 80s, always saw 1111 and, and 111. That's been a stand. 1212. Those are galactic numbers. The 333, the 555, 222, um, 777, those number 999, um, those numbers are what we call from the angelic realm. So it's just a little different, you know, vibratory frequency. Uh, so I have been seeing a lot of 222. I was seeing a lot of 555. I'm seeing a lot of 333 and 222, which is about cooperation. So um, I'm enjoying that. I thought I'd share that with you. So, you know, one of my great, great metaphysical teachers, uh, Dr. Han, used to say, you know, that we we put the call out there. We ask for something. And I think I shared this with you. Um, I've had since had many experiences of this, but I was having a lot of paranormal or physical experiences where furniture would move. And at the time, I was living by myself, and uh, I was going back to school, um, hypnotherapy school, and uh, transpersonal uh, to become also a transpersonal therapist. So there was, it was interesting. I mean, the phenomena, I mean, like I had a huge 
you know, leather sofa and big chairs, kind of overstuffed. And, you know, not that you could hit, run into them, you know. And I remember coming back and move them. I remember coming back from the movies with a friend of mine, and the, the, the sofa was at an angle, you know. And I only had a cat at the time, little Cleo. So I know she wasn't doing it. But I remember saying something like, like her, her mouse was on my desk. There's no reason it would be on my desk because she just really did, she did not lay around on my um, where my computer was. And I remember saying, "Oh, that's interesting. That's cute. It'd be it'd be even more interesting if the mouse was touching the mouse of the computer." And I went in the other room and I was doing some stuff. Went in my heel, office because I had uh, my. I had two offices, one for kind of computer and artwork and then one for healing work. And I came out and the mouse was touching the mouse, the little stuffed animal mouse, catnip mouse. So there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on within my house or moving. And then, but, and Dr. Hahn had said, but you must have asked for this. You requested this. And I couldn't say, I said, no, no, no. He said, no. He goes, we get what we ask for. We get what we request. And when we need signs, we get signs. When we ask for signs, we get signs. He goes, we just forget that we ask. We think, he goes, when we ask for miracles, the miracle is that which we've prayed for or we've asked. He also had a doctorate in divinity, if you can't tell. And then I remembered Yes, I had seen so many miracles within session, you know, people that I were working with that were healed from cancer or other, you know, autoimmune diseases. You know, I was doing a lot, a lot of intense healing work or had been for many years. And I remember saying, I want to see this kind of miracles or interesting stuff outside of session. I don't want to just have to see it in session or experience it in session. So I did ask. So what I would suggest to all of you is look and see what have you asked for? What are you asking for now? And look around. Notice the signs. We're at a crossroads. Surprise yourself. Take a chance. Dare to do something a little bit differently. You know, the other day, again, I got a chiropractic adjustment. Dr. Kenji, who's amazing, the good chiropractor, and normally I like to go home, I like to, re- you know, I have my whole little routine. And, you know, which could be good, that's self-care and nurturing, but then I had a friend that wanted to talk to me and um, come over and hang out with coffee, and, and I did it, and I'm so glad that I did. It was so enriching in a different way. It's these small little things, adjustments, that's what's connecting you more to feeling spirit, where the spirit is leading you, where the spiritual energy is leading you and connecting you more to the blueprint of your soul, right? Getting past those faxes, facsimiles, templates, getting, you know, to what's authentic. What is authentic connection? What is authentic expression? You know, again, some of the things I've been going through, I've been getting, you know, in my messages, your friends will help you or, or ask for help or your friends. Are, and I'm like, well, there's nothing that anybody can really do. But it's little things like this. So very often I find people on the path, and I definitely see it with people that I work with, a lot of times they miss the signs, the symbols. You, they miss it. You're, you're looking for it in a certain way. And by, by, by being stuck, by being stuck to the way that you always do things and sticking to that. Sometimes you need to, but again, you've got to pause. Once you learn 
how do I pause and listen? You know, that's one of the things we go over in the, the psychic development and opening the channel um, series is how to get that intuition like so it's second nature. So as you're reinforcing that, you're opening up more and more to becoming psychic, reading the, the Akashic, reading the, the, the psychic imprint, the psychic energy, the blueprint that's there. In other words, the closer you get to your blueprint, the higher self is the great builder. Then you're building more from the higher self than the ego. We're creator beings no matter what vibration or what level. The higher self is going to take into consideration what's best for your body, mind, spirit, and soul, you know, your, your ego even. It's going to take, but it's also going to take in consideration what's best for the whole situation and all people as much as possible, all people concerned. There's, an, there's a, a wider arc, you know, or archway when we're coming more and less and less from duality, let's say, more and more from undifferentiated energy, when we can ascend as much as possible beyond duality. Then, then we're getting the undiluted energy. But now think about it. That makes life much richer. That's why my blog post this month, I was saying you need to be a bit of a magician. The sleight of hand, working with the subtle energy, seeing the magic in life, being more of a mystic, slowing down. You know, magicians are very focused. A lot of them I know that I've worked with that do even some form of meditation, whether they call it that or not. They're centered. They don't, you know, you can't command that kind of energy and, and do those kinds of acts or tricks or whatever you want to call them without being very focused. And, you're, and you're, the magician is the male energy, so you're guiding something, you're directing something, you're creating something, you're manifesting something. Same with the artist. The artist is manifesting, but the artist recognizing it's an open channel also. And then I say you also need to connect to your Buddha nature, the Buddha within. Well, the Buddha knows when to let go, when to surrender, to, to feel the let go. Last week I talked about this on Awakenings from that amazing actress, um, Uza Abdullah, I believe. I re-saw the interview, actually taped what she was saying. She calls it feeling the let go, where something else is coming through. You, you lose touch with your, your, your being. You're, you know, it's like, oh, something's coming in. So living more and more from that open channel, because that's all we really are anyway. That's the whole thing. We just have all these mental constructs that we put in place, which is something why, you know, developed, you know, created and then developed to liberate your life is because that core wounding and that causes us to create a belief to navigate the world. But we don't really need a belief to navigate the world. All we really need is openness. Because in truth, beliefs come and go. Little truths come and go. Right? I mean, I, my truth, my belief was I used to love shrimp scampi. I came, became allergic to it. Okay, <laughs> my belief is okay. You know, do I still love it? No, I haven't had it in so long. You know what I'm saying? So your beliefs are going to change. Some may or may not. Your values, some may or may not. It depends on your growth. It depends on your circumstances. It depends what's going on in your life. Some people have certain beliefs, and then when they have children, they have different beliefs. 
Some people believe, oh, dogs are just dogs until they have an amazing conscious being in a dog body and they go, oh, my God, my dog's the best. Oh, my God. Or my child is the best. You know, my kids are the best. Or that school is the best. But the openness, the openness, the open to channel, the open to allow what is truly you to come through, the undifferentiated you, the unseparated out you. It'll come through in the soul to bring it your individuality, your uniqueness. But it's trusting that you don't have to do something to say, I'm unique, I'm different, I'm special. If you're living connected to your soul, by the very definition of being connected to your soul, what you do, what you decide to do, how you live, will be unique. You will be recognized. We don't have to try anymore. You know, we don't have to try to be an artist dresses this way or that. No, you are what you are. However you do it, if it's the truth, it will communicate. And so living more from the soul, we begin to realize how layered we are, how complex we are. We are simple. This is a good contemplation meditation to do. To keep it simple, we are very simple. Our needs and wants are simple. However, as beings, we are complex. So there's complexity to who and what and how we are and how we live. We're complex. But what really nurtures us is very simple. Our living, if it's complicated, if how we're living is complicated, we're living more from the ego. Now we have complex parts of ourselves or parts that seem paradoxical. However, if we live them out in life-enhancing ways, these parts that seem paradoxical, they balance. They balance out. So contemplate. What are your turning points? That's what I've been looking at. You know, what, what can I do to surprise myself? Well, first of all, opening to see what is, and letting that surprise be in little ways so that you can be receptive to the new energy that's coming in that's shifting you to have more of a broader or bigger life, more expansive, a life of more resonance. But it's going to be a bit of a surprise to the ego part of you. It's going to might upset some things, might, might cause some shifts. You might feel like, oh, my God, here's the tower card. You know, tower card in the tarot is mostly about inner shifting. But sometimes we have outer situations that reflect that inner shift. So I've been asking myself, what can I do to surprise myself? What's something I wouldn't normally do but I've been wanting to do? Or what I wouldn't normally do? What can I do to break the norm? Because when we break our norm, when we, we stretch out of the comfort zone, you know, just a little stretch, we allow new energy in, new influences, new ideas, new people. But you have to stretch. You have to move out. You have to breathe in. You have to... Breathe out and expand your breath. If you're breathing shallowly, living small, you're going to miss those openings. So I did, um, I did do my YouTube readings, by the way, on my channel. If you want to check it out, I did for each element, earth, air, fire, and water. Okay, so I did for astrologically for each element what is coming in. I really tuned in, worked with the guides and oversouls to see what is coming in for each of you during this time. Um, yeah. 
So shall we get to some calls? I love it, by the way. We're going to have later on um, astrologer Daniel Fiberson is back with us. And we're going to be talking about the asteroids and their astrological impact. So we have um, a lot going on energetically, astrologically. There's a lot that's calling us forward to live more from our truth. Okay, let's get to uh, what we got here. Hello, you're on air. You're on. Hello. Air. Hi. Hi. Welcome. My name's Michelle. And Michelle. Michelle from Wisconsin. Thank you. Oh, great. Welcome. Okay. What's your question, Michelle from Wisconsin? Um, <laughs> I was. I just met someone recently online. And we just went out a couple times, and I was just wondering if you see anything. I guess relationship. Yeah, a lot, but you want to see if you want to see if it's going to unfold more. There's going to be longer unfolding. Yeah, he's the one, or should I keep looking? Well, you may get the one. Well, you should keep looking and keep open. But I do see. I am seeing duration. I'm seeing patience. But I am seeing there's quite a connection between the two of you, and I do see more going out. I am seeing more dating. But I do feel you, for you, it's at the point where you can, you can casually go out with other people, see where it goes. That's just more for you mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing. Um, but I'm seeing okay. more dating with this guy. I, I'm not seeing a breakup. So okay. it may be. I feel you like it's hard to, to date more than one. You know? Well, the healthiest thing is to date more than one person until it gets to a certain point, a certain level. Because otherwise you're putting a lot of um, pressure on yourself and that other person. So if you mm-hmm. casually date, you know, but let, because I don't feel this is going to be a quick something. that It shows it's a slower moving getting to know you. So you could go out, yeah. you know, a week and the next week and then it might be two weeks or three weeks. So um, I do see this person's got a lot going on with hmm, work and something. This guy's thoughts about Michelle. Let's see. He's just slower. I don't know, Taurus. It's just a bill. It's a sl- it's a slower moving energy. So so keep your life going until you guys both decide. You know, or you're. You know, maybe you decide on your own, but I just feel like it's only been a couple of times. I don't feel it's been more oh, than yeah. three. It so. has. Yeah. Yeah. But we work different shifts, so I don't know how it's going to. That's probably why so it's going to have to be slow because I work first shift and he works second shift. Okay. That's why. Okay. Because it showed something with work with him. Yeah. So just don't pressure yourself yet. Not for three dates. <laughs> okay. No, no. I'm not. Just I'm not. I was just wondering. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, okay. where you say, oh, I'm just only going to date him or, you know, just see where it goes. See how you feel. You know, it's just, it's a longer process of building. But he's definitely mm-hmm. interested. Definitely there's a connection there. All right, Michelle, okay. take good care. Okay. Much you too, and thank you. You're so welcome. Hi, 703201. Hello, you're on air. Hello, my name's Andrea. Hey, Andrea, welcome. I do resonate with 1111s, by the way. I have a calendar full of all the pictures because people don't believe me. <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing when you get that little. It's like a little attunement, an alignment. Yes, spiritual attunement or alignment, the, the right? Good, when you see that. Put, yeah, put out the good intentions, and I do see one, two, three, fours a lot, and I see um, consecutive numbers a lot. So yeah, I'm very much into numerology now. The last year or so, so mm. I'm with you on that one. Great, great. All right. Do you have a question? I do. Um, I was wondering about you pick up on this relationship. I was his name is Edward, and we kind of had a little falling out. So I'm not sure if you see a resolution or what kind of energy you pick up with him. Hmm. Well, he has a very emotional side. Yes. That, uh, I almost feel like cancerian energy going back into his shell, you know. Um, let's see, how should Andre that word? Well, I feel like you guys are going to be talking. Um, seems like a miscommunication. Okay. Boy, you think he'll reach out to me? Or, or, well, I'm sorry. let's see. You might, I, I'm wondering, you might have to be the one reaching out to him casually. Mm-hmm. Edward, let's, let's see. What, let me ask what the action you should do. Okay. Get him along. Well, it's kind of saying take the high road, um, say, um, I feel he, did he overreact? Because I feel him a little bit like uh, sheepish or thinking about it. I feel like he didn't handle it well. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. So we were dating in four months and for four months then his ex-wife coerced him or manipulated him to come back to the relationship because they have a young child who was devastated about the divorce. And she blackmailed him saying, you know, our son needs you, blah, okay. blah, blah. So he decided to go back to that relationship. And I said, well, then good go, you know, um, but I'm not going to yeah. be the side chick. So, and I, then he lied and yeah. said he didn't sleep with her and he did. So I kind of broke that trust. Okay. So I just don't know. I mean, I well, can listen, but so I just he, don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's why I guess it's saying kind of take the high road or be philosoph- you know, philosophical about it, have faith because it shows whatever action he did, he's like feeling sheepish, regretful, like, he knows he messed up. He knows he mm-hmm. um, kind of overreacted emotionally, you mm-hmm. know, not oh, just yeah. to you, but to her, but to her as well. Um, I do feel you guys are going to talk again, but I feel he's, it's the kid, he's entangled. There's a codependency there. Exactly. So exactly. I, yeah, so I don't, um, I think you, know, you kept it, keep it light or whatever, but I I feel like there, I feel like just as he's kind of starting to really get it, and because I don't see them staying together, no. I feel you're either meeting somebody, just meeting somebody, or in another relationship. So you may even just putting it in the you know acquaintance friend zone, you know, because he has to work this out. Because I see him leaving, I see him back and forth. Um. Yeah, it's a codependency situation, and he's not quite yeah. out of it yet, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely correct. So, do you think he'll reach out okay. to me, or am I going to have to reach out to him? I don't. It's not 
showing honestly which I feel like it, I don't know if you're on social media or there's a text. It feels like there's going to be some light communication. Um, I mean, he does feel. I mean, you know, wussied. I mean, he feels wussy. He feels he yeah. kind of sees how he what he did. You know, it's almost like. He wants this new life and this freedom. He wa- he wants to live authentically, but he's a- allowing this manipulation, which I feel went on the whole time in their relationship. So yeah. I feel like in a in one way he wants like to know you don't hate me, do you? You know, um, I do feel he's embarrassed. That's what I feel. He's embarrassed by how he you know he he swung way over. You know, the coming back, uh, I don't know. He just sees it. I just feel like now he's like the Pantherian crab shutting down because, he, you know, he sees he made a mess of things. So whether you – I don't necessarily feel you reaching out. I think it may be him but because it's same for you to have faith, to take the high road, to look at it philosophically, to keep your life going. You know, as hard as it is, yes, there was a genuine connection, but he hasn't handled his stuff. Yeah, I believe you're absolutely right because I sent him a big Dear John letter saying, you know, you broke my trust and and, and lied and cheated on me and all these things. I said, I choose me because I was going to give him a choice, you know, between me and her. I said, I forgive you, but you know what? I I, I took power back and said, I choose me. You don't get a choice anymore. So I know what I'm worth. So basically that's where I left it. Andrea, here's the thing, though, just – it's not about you and it's not about her. He's wussy to his life. It doesn't matter. It could be yeah. a boss. He's, yeah. he's got to, you know, he's got to get some cojones, you know. I told him. I told him. I told him get some chutzpah. Yeah, some chutzpah, yeah. Because right now it's like he's not living fully, but he's using her as the excuse in the child. It's never about the child. I mean, I saw it growing up. I see it as a therapist, when, and I call people on it. Oh, I'm staying in this because of the child. No, you're not. No, you're scared no, you're of not. life. You're scared of something. You're, bra- you're blaming it on the I'm wife guilty. or the husband or the kids. Yeah, right? I'm guilty of that. There, I did right? the same thing. You know. I was, yep. So you know, sister, you know. I did the you same know, thing. You know. so, I, I stayed yeah. married an extra 10 years for my children because out of the fear and everything, so I'm guilty of this, doing the same thing. So you know it. So, so here's the thing. You attracted somebody that's doing a similar or same thing. Yep. So see, honor where they're at, understand where they're at, but don't. Uh, yep. But yep. you gotta, you gotta expand out of it. You gotta move on so you can understand it. However, he's got to have the same realization that you real realized. Yeah, that's why you I know, forgave that's him. That's why we. Yeah. Well, you can forgive him, but just let him grow a little bit. You know, let there be some yeah. breathing room. That's why I told myself, so forgive him for what you did. Out. That's why you need to choose. But then I said, at the end of the day, I said, you know what? This back and forth is no good. So I just choose me. So, you know, yeah. uh, you, you know, I spend you know a couple of weeks that you know, I'm thinking you take care of you need what you need, and I'm just going to do me. You do you. And um, there you go. I, I feel the All comeback right, Andrea, because he does miss there. me. But got, thanks so much. I will, I'll keep you updated. Okay. Yeah. Please do. Take good care. I will. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Hello, is this Anne? Welcome to the show. Well, yes. Hello, Michelle. Thank you so much for Hello. taking my phone call. You're welcome. But you, did you have a question? Yes, I have a question to you. Um, I'm looking for a partner, like either remarriage or uh, like long-term partnership. 
And I don't know if this is meant to be, but, well, I communicate with someone that I know, but as far as I know, he not, is not divorced yet. No. So I don't know yeah, it's not if him. there will it's be... It's not any... that one. It's not that one? The, no. No, it's not that one. The thing is that I feel for you is you need to expand your circle, your group. You need to... Um, Expand out of where you're at, and I do see you're very connected to this this one guy, and I just I I'm not feeling that it's him. So because he doesn't see, want you, me, or because his divorce will be not resolved. Yeah, it's not everybody. Let's. I want to say something to you, to you and Andrea, and anybody else listening. It's not about you. Stop it. Stop it. It's not about you're being rejected. It's not that this person doesn't want you. Those of you that are listening, if they're not ready or they have stuff to handle, this is part of the crossroads that we're all at right now. The old paradigm, we would wait, we would try to heal, you give them a book, you go to a class with them, you try to be friends, you try to work. No, 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 no. So, no, and it has nothing to do with you. I feel he's just, he's, he's messed up, he's lost. He doesn't have his own inner truth or not connected to his own navigational system within. So right now what's happening for many people is you're either meeting people that have some stuff to finish up and then they're getting it and you'll end up being together. But you can't do – it's almost like twin soul, twin flame kind of thing, Uh, soulmate that could be turned into a life mate. It's – Right now, it's about journeying forward and finding people and being open to and drawing in people that are supportive of you and where you're at, and they're at a similar place or maybe two steps ahead of you to inspire you and help you. This person, I feel there's a lot of work there. It, it's just, I don't see it. I don't see the, I don't even see the divorce quite yet. So I don't even know if they're talking about it or if he just wants to do that. Um I think that she is not uh, letting him go, so that's a problem. No, that's not a problem. Nobody, ha- no, people, if you want to go, you go. They're, they're, so if you don't want to go, there's something else. I feel he's lost, no, I feel, I, I feel somebody in your life, but I don't feel it's him. And I feel for you more the close of the year into next year. This guy is using the why. Nobody holds you. Nobody, not even kids. If you're doing what's right for you, so see, that's the thing. He, that's what I'm saying. He's like, it's that old paradigm of, oh, she won't let me go, and then you're going to be nice to him, and you're listening to him, and, oh, he wants to do this, but he can't. No, he, it's self-serving. So, Anne, you've got you to gotta find ways to release him and understand why you're tied to him. There's a connection there, but he, it's like there's not enough there yet, not just for the two of you, there's not enough there yet for him to move on. Oh, Michelle, that's okay. I'm not attached to him at all. I even told him I'm not Good. I'm not seeing him and I'm I'm not even communicating much. It was a period of time in June, July when we talked, but uh, so oh, okay. do you see that there will be someone well it's okay, you know, I'm yes, not worried absolutely. about that guy. If he comes available sure. and says, okay, I'm free, please, then I may consider. But at this time, do you see that this partnership or remarriage even happens in my well, life in the future? But, but, well, but, but here's the thing. I want to I go back to something. Unfortunately, when you are saying things like the wife won't let him go, 
you're now saying that he's not empowered, that, he, that some other person or it has control over him. And that's never going to work. Do you know what I'm saying? So that, that if you have that mindset about somebody, then that's what you're communicating out into the world, that somebody is, that's coming to you is not going to be empowered, that they can't get out of something or get, you know, make it their own decision. So you need to work with that a bit. I, I feel like maybe October, I, I'm, I keep hearing close of the year into next year. So I do feel so that the, you are. Mm-hmm. Hmm? So you think that there will be a new person? Because honestly, I, I let that person go. I moved on already. I just want to have this partner. I do not want to waste my time anymore, another year. I do not want to waste just being by myself and traveling myself. Um, so do you think that this person who will be willing to become a partner will show up? Believe me, in, my, in the last three or four years, every guy that I, married was, that every guy that I met was either married or 20 years younger than me. And that's why, yeah. I don't know, hopefully things will change. I know, but, I know, but what I'm trying to tell you, and I can't, I can't because we've got our guests, I, I'm, trying to help, I'm trying to help you, but you're missing the point here. You have a belief system that's attracting this to you, like that guys can't get out of the situation, or they want to, but they can't, or they're, you know, they want to live fuller, but they've got this wife, or they've got kids, or they're not the right person. You need to handle that belief system, that belief and whatever wound, whatever's connected to it emotionally, so that you don't attract that. That's why I'm kind of reiterating and going over, like, you say you're detached from this person, but yet it's come up in the conversation, and then you say his wife won't let. See, look, if you're well, willing uh, to entertain. Well, let me rephrase okay. it. I, I thought argue. this way. I thought this way, but it's in the past. I moved on. I changed my belief system. I pray. I write on the paper what I want. I okay. believe it in okay. a new person in my okay. life. Okay, and so I'm gonna, it was I'm like in June. I, Okay, no, I'm going to suggest you re-listen to what I'm saying because you're not hearing it. The fact that you say that you're, you're interested in a person that their wife won't let them leave shows why you're attracting men that are married or not emotionally available. They're not up to par, whether they're whatever. There's something, you're, you're coming in as the stronger person, not getting an equal because you're you're seeing that person, the wife. You're seeing somebody won't let them leave. Okay, re-listen to it. I gotta I gotta move on. All right, sweetie. Okay, good Michelle said, "Hi, seven one eight eight zero. Oh, yeah, you're on air. Oh my gosh, hi, Michelle. <laughs> hi, hi um, my name is Welcome. Anna, and I am so good to you. Hi, wow." Um, I just want to say that you have, Hannah? like, helped so much. Mm-hmm. Ha- Hannah. 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 Oh, welcome, yeah. Hannah. Hannah. You've helped me so much through a, like, year of the, the tower. I um, live now in a completely different way than mm. I would have thought possible eight or nine months ago. Um, and it mm. feels very connected to my soul. And I have a lot to thank you. So it's really <gasps> cool to get to talk to you today. Yeah. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> thank you. That's why I do what I so, do, and I'm glad you're thriving. Yeah, I can wow. hear it in your voice. You're thriving. Oh Wonderful. Yes, yes. So as soon as I left my old partner and my old place and I moved across the country, I um got this book deal 
And now I'm calling you today um, because I have a choice between two different publishers. And both of them seem great, and I feel really torn. And um, I don't really know what the right choice will be. Okay. You've got two publishers, and you're trying to decide which one. Yeah. And one of them is, like, for a little bit more money, but it's for a company that I think a lot of the things that they do are really great, but I also feel a little funny about. Hmm. Well, there's your answer. Let's do this. Okay, so yeah. I want you um, – this thing's moving time, a Scorpio. Okay, so I want you to think of, just as you're talking to me, so sit back in your chair and um, <laughs> just – Take a breath. And so I want you to think okay. of the first publisher that you're you're thinking about. Like think of the publisher. Mm-hmm. And I just now as you're talking about the publisher, what's um give me just initials so we don't have names. Just give me initials. Okay. And and what do you think about B? What comes They're to mind? Offering me a level of um control that is very um that I kind of want to take. Okay. So what I want you yeah. to notice, though, when you're talking about B, how do you feel? Does does your do your shoulders kind of cave in? Do you feel like you're caving, moving inward with your body, or do you feel like you're opening your chest and your energy is raising? Just notice. Just notice it. Just notice it right now. Now I want you to think of the the second choice, the other choice that you have. Mm-hmm. And what's the initial? Um, sorry, I'm like nervous talking on the phone to you, and I forget. Yeah, I'm so gonna look at my email. Really okay, quickly. well, just think of that's okay. That's okay. Whatever okay. they are, just think about R. it. And what comes to R. R? What comes to mind about R? R, I get like a um, my shoulders go higher, and R, my shoulders go lower. And part of it, I feel like part of why I'm feeling torn on this choice is that um, I've just left a partner that I had for a very long time who was absolute about a ton. And he would, um, if he heard this choice, it would be a no-brainer. And I think he would think badly of me if I went for the larger company. And mm-hmm. I'm having trouble, I think, trying to separate out, we were partners for such a long time, um, like what is my moral compass and what is his like negativity and judgment, which I don't want to be a part yeah. of. Yeah. But here's the thing that I'm getting, because what I see psychically, mm-hmm. you're, you're afraid. There's one that you want to go for that yeah. might be bigger, or, and, but you're afraid that you can't do it or keep up. So it's your fear that's blocking you. Yeah. Whether it's the fear of this guy judging you, but it's but beyond that, it's your fear of going yeah. bigger. So right. there's your right. answer. There's your answer. Okay. You're you're ready Woo. for the bigger. I know. Feel the fear mm-hmm. to do it anyway. Yeah. Fear is. Yeah. It's always there. My my actor clients they tell me all the time. You know, sometimes it's a movie or they're doing a play. You know, they're on Broadway, yeah. and they're like, oh, I feel the oh yeah, I feel I get oh I get you know 
what is that sick all the time? You know, I can't, you know, yeah. I go, what do you do? Oh, I just go on stage and the words, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's your time, Hannah. It's your time to just go on stage. It's my time. It. It's oh, your time. Michelle. You are a light. You are, mm. uh, you have helped me a ton. Thank you. You are so well. Please keep us posted. I'm so absolutely well. happy for you. Yeah. And I just, I just, thank you. Oh, love hearing this. All right. Thank big you. hug to you, Hannah. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Oh, I love hearing that. See what you do, the work, the inner work, and you just go for it. Sometimes it's our fear that holds us back because we're offered something so delicious. But what did I say in my blog post? Everyone read my blog post. How can you surprise yourself? Take the bigger piece of cake. You really want it. You want the bigger burrito. Take it. The bigger company, the one that's offering more. Why not? All right, everyone. It's time for our second half of the program, our Awakening Dialogue. I'm so excited to have Daniel back. We have Daniel Fiverson back with us. He is an evolutionary astrologer. He's trained in the Jeffrey Wolf Green School of Evolutionary Astrology. He's a student of astrology, the I Ching, and tarot um, since the 60s. And Daniel's work embraces Eastern and Native American teachings, practical Kabbalah, modern psychology, archetypal mythology, and astronomy. His work has been published in the Journal of Evolutionary Astrology. And you can find Daniel on Facebook as well as his website, for the number four, evolutionaryastrology.com. Hey, Daniel, welcome. Hello. Daniel? Whoops. Hi. Daniel? Okay, now I'm not sure what's happening. Are you there? Do you hear me? 505, you're on air. Uh-oh, what's happening? Oop, just went out. Okay, well, I'm not sure what happened. Okay. <laughs> Got the number, but I don't know what's going on. So let's go to the next caller until we can see who is coming up. Hello. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. How Hi, are you? welcome. I'm doing great. Just Thank you. I don't know what happened with our guests, awesome. but what's your first yes. name? It's Georgette. Georgette. Hi, Georgette. Great to connect. Hi, there. So, um, yeah, I wanted to see what you were uh, able to pick up on my crossroads that I'm having with taking the next step mm. in um, really doing something that is my life's work, you know, that I really love. And starting a business, doing that versus going for a full-time position. Okay. Well, I get similar to the caller before. There's a little bit of fear about what to do, but I do feel the bigger part of you is saying it's time to go for what you really want. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Yeah, what is it that you really want to do? That's what I'm hearing is the yeah. Yeah, that that therein lies the a little bit of the challenge. I mean, the, um, I have an idea, 
And that idea is mm-hmm. about helping people shift the frequency in their homes. And because mm. um, it kind of, it, it really to put, it brings the as well as creativity. I also right. have a talent, a talent with the home and aesthetics, et cetera. So um, the thing, the part that I'm getting a little stuck on is the, and the marketing and the, you know, the money that's involved if I want to do it right. And it's just, there's just too well, much now, rolling around. There's no right way. There's the beginning way. There's the way that you're beginning yeah. to do something. Because I feel like it's something that's going to grow over time. And I feel like it's, it's about right now, it's about you perhaps being in more of a transitional job or just, and then while you're building this. So the, the ideal, yes. Yeah, so you have to give yourself a little bit of um, a little bit of a pass um, on that's on the right way. You know, it's just to start. I almost feel like it's consulting in the beginning. I feel like it's yeah. Maybe um, is that right? Okay. So it feels like it's something yeah. that you can do on the side, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. I also do, I also have something else that I do, and I was wondering if instead of taking a full-time job, I'm really resisting the whole office, really the old me, and right kind of heaviness towards going back. So I also do, I'm a personal food chef, you know, I'm a natural food chef. Um, so I'm wondering if I need to ramp that up a little bit more to carry me through while I'm doing this other endeavor and I can avoid, you know, needing to go back into the office. Right. Well, here's the thing. I feel like when you're talking about transitional jobs, it's usually something that we are easily able to do. That's why it's transitional. It's a no brainer. But what helps mm-hmm. it if we have a plan? So even if you went back to the office, like a temporary or part-time, because I even feel like the chef does not feel full-time. I feel like for a, a period of time you're right. going to be juggling. You're going to be doing a little bit of this, a little okay. bit of that, a little bit of this. So it, it, the office could be whatever, part-time or what do you call it, temporary, temporary work, temp position. I wouldn't totally rule it out is what I'm hearing, what I feel mm-hmm. is going to help you make it through, make it through the day and, and feel good about what you're doing is if you have a plan in place and you're doing these other things. See, a part of your inner psyche is saying, we've done, we've done this before. And, yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't want you to get, okay, I think our guest is, oh, that keeps going out. It doesn't, it doesn't want you, that part of you doesn't want you to get stuck in an office job. Right. Okay. It's like going, okay, we don't want you to just get stuck there and go, oh, now I have bills. I need this. I got to do this. And so I guess I'm not going to move forward. You know, I guess I'm going to stay here. So if you have an action plan in place that you're actually following through on, then that part of you is going to be workable. It's going to, it'll be fine. You know, the whole thing mm. with the transitional job, it, it only works, or transitional position, even if it's only works if you have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, it, def- it definitely does make sense. Um, yeah, I mean, there's someone who's pursuing 
just contacted me today based on my resume and said, oh, you know, we love your resume. We think you're perfect and all that other stuff. And there's a part, and there's a part of me that just kind of froze. They want me to take a test and, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, ugh, it's just so not, like my energy just doesn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Even though, even though I well, am needing. You don't want to, be, but you need it. See, that's the thing. I know. See, you're attached to what it means. Oh, let's see, Daniel. Okay. Daniel. Yeah. Hold on one sec. Daniel's okay. calling from. Oh, that's okay. So um, let's see. Hold on. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. See, the, the thing is, yeah, you, you're not, you may not be, you can move, you may not be singing, oh, God, goodly, I get to do this. But if you move in saying, you know, this is a blessing, or I'm grateful because this is going to be a base, a foundation. You know, whether it's for a couple months, two months, three months, six months, as long as you are getting your other stuff going while you have this base, you know, it's easier right. to make money when the money is coming in. You know, it's easier to. And that's what I last five years. I spent the last five or six years doing just that, you know, having that transitional and having that plan and. And I, you know, I switched hats when I needed to, and I mean, it's but so you didn't like, build, but uh, you didn't, but you didn't, but you didn't build yeah. a new one. You know, Tamara's putting in the chat. You need to trust that you can handle whatever comes next. Self trust. Yeah, you you see that part of you thinks that you're going to get over identified or you're going to get stuck in that job again, and mm-hmm. and you're not. You're not. As long as you start doing the other stuff while you get the job. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, take the test, put the energy, whatever it is that comes in that's an opening, then, mm-hmm. you know, do that while you're, while you're building. If what the chefing picks up, then that's what you, you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Put it out there yeah. and, and see what the universe is uh, actually pointing me, which direction pointing me in. Right. Yeah, well, you're going to have to do something um, for a while, you know, that's clear, that's clear. There's something else, um, th- that's clear, what's going to be, you know. Uh, however, you can parlay that, but you have, to, you have to start, you know. It's almost like you're stopping the, the energy. So you need something right. in, so just recognize that, and then on your downtime, get this other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm used to doing that, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's that how I sense? built my personal chef. I, I know, but you, so you're, yeah, so it's always what we did before. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I do understand what you're saying, though. I really know that, that plan. Right. Yeah. I know, and, and but what I'm trying to tell you... Yes. What I'm trying to say is there's a part of you that's afraid that you're not going to um, stick to it. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because of the finance. I'm not sure. But I feel like what you did before, if you do that now, that's going to parlay you into doing what you want to do. Because I do feel you working on your own. I do feel you doing consulting. I feel that's that's where you're going. Good, good, right, good. Just, yeah, I guess that. Keep yeah. us posted. I okay. Think, Keep us posted. I think the fear is based on energy, that I'm going to have enough energy. That's really, 
<laughs> oh, you will. <laughs> and that's what Miss Psychic Tamara said in the chat. Trust yourself that she can handle what comes next. You'll be able to do it. Okay. You'll be able to do it all. Okay. Because when you've got the plan in place, it's easy to do it all. But if the no plan is in place, then we get exhausted. Your inspiration will carry you. Your soul fuel will carry mm-hmm. you. You can do it. Tamara, okay. spot on All right, call. thank you. All right, sweetie. All You're right. welcome. Because it looks like we do have our guests. Oh. Hello, Daniel. Oh, hi, Michelle. Can you hear me? Hey! I can't. Okay. The only thing that I heard before was I don't know why you couldn't hear me. I don't know why you couldn't hear me through the web interface, so I just called in. Okay, so oh, hello. Oh, okay. Um, yes, it's hello. Yeah, it sounded like a car. There was a, yeah. like a lot of static. It was interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay. So welcome. Knows. Great to have you here. Thank you. Um, who knows? It might work again. I don't know. Another time. But um, so I did introduce you at the top of the program. Thank you, Tamara. Tamara, put your website in the chat. And just for those that might be tuning in right now, we are with Daniel Fiverson. And you can go to his website and get a peek at what he's about at 4evolutionaryastrology.com. And that's the number four, um, as well as find him on his, on Facebook. He has a page there as well. Yay, Daniel, welcome back. Um, so let's, what's ha- what, okay, first of all, because we're talking about asteroids, we've got a, we've got a lot of um, aspects that are affecting all of this. This energy is just really, um, especially the last four to six months, been very, we could say, transformational, challenging, difficult. Um, all now of the above, absolutely. <laughs> all of the yeah. above, yes. But what's challenging is good, right? What's not challenging doesn't have much effect. So, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> right. That's true. Okay. That's true. Where, 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 where do you want to start? I know, I know we're already short on time. Where, where, where would you like to start? Do you want, can we do well, a little better background first? Do you want to just jump into what the asteroids are about or what they're doing? You, you, you tell me yeah, where you want to start. Because a lot of people know of you, and then um, also they can go to your website and you know, also Facebook page. I'm curious about the asteroids, and is that like Vesta? If you could go into that a little bit and what their impact is, and are we being impacted by the asteroids right now? Uh, we're, we're definitely being impacted, you know, just, just, just as, you know, just as in, in um, a place, a jumping off spot, when, 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 okay. new, um, as, when new astronomical bodies are discovered, it, it indicates, it, it coincides with a leap in human consciousness. We didn't know about these ah. asteroids, we, we, we didn't know about these asteroids at all until 1801. But it wasn't until mm. the, the 1970s that we actually had an ephemeris that we could work with them. Okay, so we knew they were up in the sky, but we had no idea about their movement or their placement. Or we, we had no tools. So they have gradually come into our awareness. And it's really only since the 1970s that the, these energies have been present in our world. Which, which mm. I, I think is, 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 is really fascinating because if you think back to the 70s, it was the beginning of the women's movement, right? You know, we had, we had right. Erica Jong and, and, and Gloria Steinem and Susan Sontag, you know, they, Betty Friedan, they all came on the scene in the 70s and 80s uh, as a result of the discovery of these asteroids. Um, 
just to kind of set the stage a little bit, uh, we, we have to look and understand how these male and female archetypes have been sorted out and how they have been, you know, uh, presented. So they're archetypes. Presented. The, uh, the asteroids are yes, like yes, archetypes. The, Ah, okay. Yes, each one of them is an archetype, just like the planets are. But, okay. you know, six, six, uh, uh, as, as recently, it's not so recent, but as recently as 6,000 years ago, we didn't have male sky gods. We didn't have a Mars and a Pluto and, a, and, and a, you know, an Apollo. Mm. We had fertility goddesses all over the planet. Mm. There were fertility goddesses and it's a fascinating study that you know anybody can can look at at their own again it would take a lot of time but what archaeologists have discovered finding the the artifacts and the relics is the statues that they have discovered all are similar it's almost as if they they copied each other but we know six thousand years ago they didn't have any internet they had no email so how they they could not have copied from each other it all appeared or was there simultaneously somehow um we know that That's history goes back what right right we we know that history goes back way farther than six thousand years ago we I, I don't know if anybody is listening saw the movie um the cave of forgotten dreams but they found a cave in france that was thirty thousand years old with artwork on the walls of the cave that could be hung in the, in the tate gallery or the museum of modern art uh, just really, really incredibly uh, beautiful quality artwork. So that's just as an aside. That we, this goes way back. So, but what really happened was that around 800 to 1200 BC, when the Romans and the Greeks uh, conquered all those other eastern lands, Sumeria and Babylonia, all, all the ancient history, the, right. the pantheon got 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 fragmented because men realized that they were part of the equation. When the fertility goddesses were active, the birth of a child was the most sacred event in human experience. And women were worshipped as goddesses. The, the, the goddess was where we came from. You know, I, I like to say to people, we didn't come from our fathers. We came from our mothers. And, and, and mm. we've lost track of, we, we've lost track of that. And it, and it happened back with the Greeks and the Romans, where they took that the essential primary, the great mother, and they made her into Athena and Ceres and Juno and Hera and Artemis and Vesta. All, all the, they, they made little parts of her. They diminished her. They, they reduced her power by fracturing her into all these other smaller goddesses, if you would, though it was still, there was still always this overarching, overarching great mother who really that they were all about. They were just like different aspects of her. Okay. So, mm. so when we look at these, when we look at these asteroids, what we are seeing are different, if you would, holographic uh, uh, perspectives of the great mother, of, of, of the, the essential prime, primordial uh, feminine uh, energy right. that 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 was the source of all that is there, there are even cosmologies that say that there was no creator there was a creatress and mm. so so creation what, what's happening okay yeah go ahead go ahead so what's so happening creator, now is, 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 is yeah yeah no you you go no 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 go ahead <laughs> go ahead 
I was just thinking, so yeah, so everything coming from this mother, divine mother of the womb. So there's this creatoress. So it's giving it a feminine energy. Yes, yes. And but but it has been repressed for six or mm. seven thousand years. Okay, you see what what's mm. happened, and since eighteen hundreds, and then later the, the later part of the nineteenth uh, century, and especially in the middle of our century, it's all starting to reemerge back into our consciousness, and we see it in our world. What what's really happening now? The you know, the two events that, that really come to, come to mind for me most recently are the, were the Women's March, uh, you know, earlier this year and the outing of uh, Harvey Weinstein. Um, you know, we're, we're really seeing how these asteroids are, 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 are taking their power and, and just showing us with, with, you know, inconvenient truth what's really happening in our world. And, and we can break this down specifically as to what's happening and, and what asteroids are involved. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, basic, basically, we, we're looking at three or four what I would call primary uh, feminine uh, asteroids. Um, they're Ceres, mm-hmm. Vesta, Athena, Pallas Athena, and Juno. Um, and we can start with Athena. Pallas yeah. Athena... Pallas Athena was born parthenogenically from Zeus's head. She's Zeus's daughter. Uh, Zeus had, there, there was a prophecy that one of Zeus's children would overthrow him just as he had overthrown his father, Saturn. So he ate all of his children. And he also ate, um, he, ate, the, he, ate the, he ate his wife who was pregnant with Athena. And she, she was born from his crown chakra, um, the story goes, Hephaestus, who was another of the offspring, who was the goddess, of, the god of the forge, made all the weapons, literally split Zeus's head open, and Athena jumped out of Zeus's head, in in an ar- fully clad in armor, shouting a battle cry. Um, she she, and he claimed that he he bore her independently; that she was born totally from him. That, the, that a man gave birth to, to you know, to a child. Um, that, that, that notwithstanding, what? she, she, she was, um, she had, a, she has a very androgynous quality. And we recognize a Pallas Athena woman in our world, um, Hillary Clinton's a great example, by a woman who stands up and is able to stand face to face with a man take her place in society wow. just like a man would to, to not, to not be uh, denigrated to se- second class citizenship. You know, remember when, when we only mm. had the moon and Venus as the, as the feminine archetypes, the only two roles for women was either mother or lover. Okay? Right. That those, those were the two roles in life. They, they could be the mother or they could be the lover, the partner. That but was it, right. The, 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 right, but the asteroids have brought all these other roles that, that women are now capable of holding into our society. And with Athena, it's that executive power. She's about strategy. She was the goddess of wisdom. Um, wow. she, she was the warrior queen. Um, she, she, Pallas Athena was, was the one goddess who was most connected to the mortals. And uh, in the Iliad and the Odyssey, which is where all these gods and goddesses play out, it's like a great, great play. Uh, somebody should put it on one day. 
she's the one who's in contact with all the heroes of the Trojan War through the Iliad and with, with uh, Odysseus all through the Odyssey, advising him, informing him. Sometimes she would ch- take a, uh, she would disguise herself and she would come to him as a beggar or an old woman or somebody that he knew um, and, and so mm-hmm. that he would listen to her. And he would, he, she informs us. And uh, mm. Pallas Athena, Pallas Athena, just in the last six months, uh, has been conjunct the North Node and conjunct Mercury. Uh, so we're getting these messages. Uh, Mercury is our communication. It's how it's it's how the you know our narrative and what what we hear, what we how we speak, uh, the stories that we tell. Uh, it's our communication. So that combination of Pallas and Mercury literally has had her whispering in our ear. Uh, she's she mm. was just uh, for most of the time she was actually in Pisces with with, with uh, Mercury and Aries and like talking to him from behind the veil. Um, it, it was it was so mm. totally symbolic. Um, so she's she's there helping us. Okay, uh, she was mm-hmm. a great warrior. She fought alongside her brother Mars, uh, Eris, um, but she would always try to negotiate peace first. Okay. Uh, mm. The most famous story, the most famous story about Athena, Pallas Athena, is um, when the city of Athens was founded, and there was a contest between her and Poseidon as to which would be the patron god of the city, and so they each right. uh, they each gave they each gave a gift to Athens. Poseidon took his um, his spear, his excuse me, his trident, and he slammed the ground. And he created a saltwater spring right in the middle of Athens. Athena wow. gave the city a, an olive tree. Well, guess which one they chose. Oh, okay. Right? Right? Okay. So she, this is right. So, so she, right? So, so she became um, actually the most revered of all the goddesses in the Greek pantheon. She, she, was, she was held in the, in the highest esteem. She had more worshipers. Uh, than Ceres or Hera, um, because because of of her stature, because of the the power that she held and the power that she expressed as a woman. Mm. Okay. So the so, other thing that this is, go, yeah, go ahead. So this so is bringing other, yeah, more yeah. consciousness in bringing more of that energy to us on the planet is what you're saying. It's 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 bringing that feminine voice to the front of the the collective dialogue. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, got it. And it's bringing like the, it's bringing the it's, and it's bringing the activism. It's 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 bringing women, you know, out of the house and onto the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Onto, mm-hmm. onto the streets. So that energy is is supporting that, is what you're saying right. by the by the asteroid. It it supports right. that. Um, so it, it's, 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 it sounds it's, like it's a collective energy, right? It's more it's of a, a collective, very, or a does, very, it, does it affect us personally as yeah. well? Okay, it, uh, both. Uh, all, all the archetypes affect us on both levels. Because these archetypes are within us. They're not, with, they're not in the sky. They're in us. They're reflecting basic um, imagery, psychic imagery that we all hold within ourselves. But the, these 
feminine archetypes have been repressed for so long that they've become distorted. Uh, they, they ha- they're, they're, the expression of them um, has been lost. Right. But they're they're within us. So, the star the stars don't the stars don't control us. It's merely our reflection. It's our mirror in the sky. That's okay. I like that. I like that. It's a mirror in the sky. I like that. Um, yeah. So it's the more the macrocosm of us, right? The micro, the macro. Right. Right. Uh, in a sense, you could say, yeah. Right. But, you know, in, in personally, you know, it works, you know, psychologically. And if you can think of all the ways that, you know, it can express, you know, through somebody, uh, you know, personally, um, how any of these archetypes unfold within us, whether we're talking about an asteroid or a planet or one of the luminaries, sun and moon, it depends on where we're at, you know, consciously. Uh, if if we're mm-hmm. you know still mostly asleep, then they're going to express themselves. Uh, they may not be expressing themselves very powerfully or very evidently. For one, we, you know, they may not be, seem to be evident, but they can also come mm-hmm. out with some kind of a distortion or an imbalance. Um, so as we right. we basically right as we be, basically begin to wake up and become you know more conscious and more aware of ourselves and the world around us, we we enable these archetypes to express themselves more freely and openly. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, so it's, it, it, it does affect us. You're saying, you know, there's always the personal or the co- collective, the individual. How can people tap more into this energy or find out about how it's affecting them? Or perhaps it's maybe opening up more to this energy. Well, uh, obviously, as an astrologer, the first thing I would recommend is to learn where these these uh, planetary uh, bodies are in their chart, and and to understand, you know, what what they have brought in with them, because that's that's the roadmap. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we we we, you know, it, it's kind of like if you know we're traveling down down a highway, and there are different exits off that highway. We, our our life path is that highway. We we've already that's already been set in place by our higher self. But we have a choice right. which exits we're going to get on or off, uh, or not get on and off. So uh, it, it really is understanding what the basic dynamics are and how it's working in, in each chart. There's 12 houses and 12 signs, so that's at least right. 144 different combinations. And considering we're human consciousness, it's even more than that. Uh, right, right. Right. So it's looking at where it's impacting you. And obviously, it would be by the house, house placement as well, or any other aspects. Um, yes. So, in a way, it's inter- what I'm hearing too that inner wisdom that Athena has, kind of a take charge or stepping, you know, more forward in one's life in that feminine way um, is something that we all can can embrace, right? Absolutely, and men have a palace Athena in their chart as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not entirely correct to say that she does it in a feminine way because she doesn't. She 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 acts as a man, but she's a but she's a woman, right? Right. She always she always took the 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 man's part throughout all all her decisions. Wasn't she? she Wasn't she more? um, uh, Also, yeah, more singular, more on her own, or or more. Totally. Yeah. She was one of the virgin goddesses. Yes. Yes. She uh-huh. rejected all the advances. Okay. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah. The, the other one that's so, really important, if we, the, the time we have is Vesta, um, because Vesta, Vesta is our sacred bond to ourselves. It's our commitment to our core, um, our, our core being, what we're, you know, where we really find our truth and our meaning. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's also a, a kind of sacrifice. And, and Vesta, um, let me just look at my notes here. I can't remember everything in my head. Um, Vesta was conjunct Saturn um, really from June uh, and will be through October. So what that's doing is that's, that's bringing structure um, in, in this, this search, this inner search for truth. Vesta was the goddess mm. of the hearth, but she wasn't okay. the fire. She was the, she was the hearth itself. All the other gods and goddesses right. had temples. She didn't have any temples. Her temple was the hearth in everybody's home or in the center of the town. And mm. it represent, it, 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 we all have that same place within ourselves where, where that spirit, that fire is lit, is alive. And it's mm-hmm. fanning that inner spiritual fire is what best is about, mm-hmm. that each of us carries with us. And to, mm. to maintain it and, and to honor it and respect it and to be committed to that, that inner truth. Mm-hmm. Mm. It reminds me too. It's about that that solitary aspect of us. Really, when we start going within, when we become more receptive, which is more the feminine energy, to what our own inner wisdom or what we're receiving, if you will, from the universe or cosmos or the all that is. It's that to me. I'm. It ties into what I was talking about earlier in the program. That receptivity, that opening the channel, the opening to receive beyond our egoic aspect you know beyond division beyond male female you know because i also think of it you know yeah when you said it too but androgynous that that her Mm -hmm. her gifts were not predicated on being in a traditional female role or you would even say male role there was a blurring there's a blurring there right absolutely that's spot on all of them all all of them were committed to a uh, non-consensus reality Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that's so Aquarian. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I love that non-consensus yeah. reality. Woo, that's good. That is good. That's uh, that's kind of where we're going. <laughs> that's where we're going. Um, just briefly, the the third the third one, you know, that's that's reactive is Juno or Hera. And Hera was, was married to Zeus. Um, yeah. She, she's the only archetype asteroid that really is, is, is um, predicated on relationship. She's about relationship, but she's about the sharing of power and relationship. Um, right. She was an amazingly faithful and committed and, um, you know, no matter who he hung out with and, you know, had it off with, she was always with him. She would punish him, right. and she would find way. She would find ways to get even, and she was very revengeful. She was full of wrath. So she had she, mm. on the one side, she's got that fidelity, but she also has the wrath. And again, I, that's what we're seeing getting expressed in the world. Um, just there's an anger, there's a rage that is just right. seething below the surface, 
against this patriarchy, against this BS that all of yeah. us, whether we're men or women, yeah. are, are being are being faced with. It, we we and and this this is the role of of, of Juno, um, or Hera to the Greeks. Wow. Yeah. I just put it's about channeling that rage, that anger, that rage, that that righteous indignation, and the the from injustice. It's about yes. how, you know channeling it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, we're all we're all getting this uh, subconsciously. It's it's all in the yes. zeitgeist. Okay? Yeah. So if we if we watch a movie sure. or we read a book, it's 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 coming through that all that we're 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 getting it all. Um, uh, what's what's um, the words escaping? I mean, we're we're getting it's it's just like a per, it permeated our culture. Mm, yes. All of, all of the, all of these energies. Pretty powerful, pretty powerful. What I get in this is, again, recognizing, maybe seeing where it is in your chart, and then also how can you consciously channel this, this energy, first of all, and recognizing that it is impacting you. It is impinging. It, I, I, I think that, in, you know, in general, if we, if we need a generalization that, that's not specific okay. to everybody, what, what, what this is about is we all have to learn to stand in our own power and speak our truth. We all have to find within ourselves what that truth is and allow, allow ourselves the freedom and, and have the cojones. I love it when you said about cojones earlier. Yeah, to, right. have the co- <laughs> to have the cojones to, to speak our yeah. truth. And that's what's mm-hmm. beginning to happen. And, and unfortunately, Michelle, it's coming about because of people being just so battered that they can't take it anymore. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's it's not like oh, it's not like they're coming so to know, okay, I'm gonna do this now. It's 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 totally out of necessity. Um mm-hmm. but necessity, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. It you know, it it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's catalyzing it's catalyzing all of us to really, you know, line up with, with really what our soul is is telling us that we need to be doing. Yeah. I just put in the chat, cojones and chutzpah for the day. You got to have the chutzpah and the cojones. <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need chutzpah. There's no question, right? That's right. That's right. This is not for the faint of heart. Oh, my God, right. Daniel. Okay, well, welcome back again. I don't know what happened. We had a little technical difficulty with the mic. I don't know what was going on. Sound like you were driving. I, I, think, I, think, I, I think I did it. I think it's something I did. I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever. But glad you got to be here and share with us um, really good, more insight and some really good information to add in the mix to help us navigate better. So thanks for uh, taking the time to come on and share. I, I wish we had more time. Yeah. Next time. Part B. Okay. C, D. <laughs> okay. Take right, care. Michelle, th- thank you for having me. Yeah. Take good care. You're welcome. All right, that was Daniel Fiverson. You can find out more information by going to his website for evolutionaryastrology.com, and that's the number four, evolutionaryastrology.com. And for me to connect with me, you can go to soulplayground.life. You can sign up for my blog or my weekly Soul Insights. Um, if you want to find out more information about the Liberate, Liberate Your Life, during that core wounding and belief or um, developing your psychic 
ability and opening the channel, you can um, email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or you can go to soulplayground.life and find out more information. Um, great to be with all of you here today. Such great input, great questions. Gosh, yeah, great questions, great callers, great feedback. Um, I really love this co-creation that we're all doing. So I really appreciate um, all of you and what you're bringing to the table, what you're bringing here. As always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep awake and see you next week. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritledliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritledliving.com. Keep awake.